Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question, the show that gives you too much information about Captain America's evolving suit and how the Avengers sneaking in and out of the Smithsonian keeps getting that security guard in trouble. My name is MT and I'm here today with the one and the only Eric Voss. How you doing today, Eric? Hey, MT, it's good to be back with you. That poor security guard. I mean, security there is pretty lax. If Sam can drag an entire statue of Isaiah Bradley in there, <laughs> I, I'm assuming he did it uh, at nighttime. He probably got permission from someone who worked at the museum. I would hope so, but I, yeah. I like the I like to think that he snuck it in, you know, yeah. and they just didn't know. It's just like, like, what is a statue doing who here? Who added this? Banksy, did you put this in here? <laughs> I think it's a Banksy. <laughs> I think it's a Banksy too. I mean, but Banksy be doing some wild shit. But yes, the most thrilling part of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series finale was the reveal of the new Captain America suit sported by our newest Captain America, Sam Wilson. And that got us all thinking about this week's big question. How did the Wakandans design this new Captain America suit to build on the functionality and design of the past versions? Eric, take it away. Yes, let's do a suit down. Hey. Um, anything can be a down if you just talk about it for longer than six minutes. That's that's the old trick of the trade in New Rockstar. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got Sam Wilson's new suit revealed in the final episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it gives us yet another iteration of this uniform worn by Captain America in the MCU. We've seen yeah. about 10 different looks for this star-spangled man with the plan up until this point. <laughs> But uh, this one is really the most unique as it incorporates a lot of different elements, including the wings and the jetpack of the XO7 armor to honor Sam Wilson's history as the Falcon. Mm. So it's kind of the best of like uh, all three worlds, those three worlds being yeah. androids, aliens, and wizards. That's not a thing. That, that's definitely a thing. No, it's not. And uh, we have to remember that this suit was made by the Wakanda Design Group. Uh, mm. And uh, despite that, though, there are a ton of elements to this new uniform that paid homage to the past uh, classic look of Captain America over the years. But it's still mm. from Wakanda, so you know they had to work in some vibranium, especially in those wings. Yeah. So let's try to imagine ourselves empty. We're sneaking into Shuri's lab, and we're just going to try to like put on a, a white lab coat and uh, blend in with her design team. Uh, and uh, you know, see if we can get a peek at those blueprints so we can piece together the suit ourselves, uh, component by component. And I feel I'm like- sure, uh, yeah. I'm sure nobody would know that you were there, Eric. Yeah, we, <laughs> I might stick out like a sore thumb. Sure, could be like, I do not remember you on the sign-in sheet. I'd be like, no, 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 I, I, I'm an intern. And no, I'll like, just be like, oh no, he's my brother. He just has a skin thing. You know, just don't worry about it. Like, we, and she'll look at you and be like, where's your accent? And then we were both just like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sam Wilson's Captain America suit is one of the most comic accurate designs we've seen yet in the MCU. Hell yeah. Yeah, many it's of it. It's so nice. I love it. Oh. Yeah, right. They <laughs> took it directly out of the pages of comics, more or less. Uh, they're taken right from the Captain America run in 2012 when Sam Wilson takes up the mantle of Captain America. This is after Steve steps down from being mm. drained of his super soldier serum. But one notable difference is how much more white there is in the design compared mm. to the comics, or really any previous iteration of Captain America in the MCU. Uh, this was a very purposeful choice by the production team, as we mm. learned in an interview with Michael Crow, that was the lead costume designer for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, since the show deals with a lot of heavy issues, they wanted the new Captain America to be a kind of ray of light in the finale. Mm. And you see that in that shot of him with the angel wings coming down. Oh my god, I, I was just gonna, I was about to bring that up because like it's so it's seared into my memory just yeah. seeing it obviously like you know this first new black captain america just come down like an angel yeah. carrying carly morgenthau's body i'm like wow what a holy 
Holy new hero that we have here Holy from the from the, from the heavens. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what I'm saying. Continue. No, yeah. Uh, and Michael Crow, this is his quote. He said, "There was a lot of discussion about how much white we were going to use in that costume when it was being developed, and how much white that color was going to be versus some of the previous Captain America outfits that we've sort of toned it down, and it's been more gray than white. So how vibrant we wanted that to be, and I think that tone we wanted to see at the end of the series definitely told us." We wanted it to be brighter. We wanted it to be significant and significantly different than what we had seen before. So really, that's kind of a reverse image. A lot of the Captain America suit designs that we've seen in the past. Michael has been working on costumes in the MCU since Civil War in 2016. Mm. He's part of those uh, design crews for those previous films. So he's yeah. like been part of the, the stitching of all this for the past five or six years. So what other elements did we notice from previous Captain America suit that the Wakandans worked into the designs of the MCU? So let's start with the colors that we've seen before. Obviously, yes. there's the red, white, and blue all over mm -hmm. the suit. It's a staple for Captain America, of course. You gotta have it. You gotta have it. Uh, <laughs> those are all very vibrant colors, especially when compared to the muted tones of the previous suits, and especially U.S. Agent Sean Walker, possibly yes. evil black suit that he's now wearing. He's gotta do the evil stuff in the shadows, and like right. you can't get caught. See, Sam can't do that. Sam is like white and bright. If Sam was jogging in the middle of the night, no car would hit him because he is plainly seen. But, uh, you know, John Walker is going to do his, uh, his twitching in the dark. Yeah, so, you know. Sam's like the kid who has to wear the Halloween costumes with, like, reflector strips on there. <laughs> I'm not having my Buzz Lightyear dressed son get hit by a car. It always already makes sense as Buzz Lightyear. He's already glowing. And then the brother's like, but I'm Woody. Why does Woody have reflector strips? Like, you're out Buzz there, Lightyear. get daddy some candy. I mean, we do have Captain America playing Buzz Lightyear in uh, in the Lightyear movie that Pixar is doing. It is true. Chris That's Evans very true. It. Yeah. So this crossover's comments. already begun. Uh, but <laughs> what I love about the comparison with uh, John Walker is it really is the classic Western black hat versus white hat, you know? Mm. You know, they dress the guys in the black hats who are the bad guys. They dress the, you know, and you, when you it's call true. someone black hat versus mm. white hat now, that's what that means. But let's move on to the shield. Uh, so you really can't have a Captain America suit and not incorporate the shield. Uh, it's impossible. And the Wakandans did this expertly. That shield connects mm. to the jetpack using similar magnetic locks that Steve Rogers would use to keep the shield firmly on his back. Isn't uh, that what you wanted before it even happened? Yeah. It's just like, I hope I hope you can just kind of throw it back there carelessly and it just... Uh, as soon as I saw that, I was like, Eric got what he wanted. <laughs> give me those magnets. I love magnets. Yeah, bitch! Magnets! Oh! It's like magic, but real. Now, we first saw these magnetic locks put to use in Age of Ultron when Steve mm. can recall the shield directly to his arm, thanks to Tony's mm. upgrades. You can yes. see, you know, <laughs> but Sam's suit has the ability to launch that shield so Sam can catch it in midair, which is great. Mm. Another awesome feature that Wakanda is including in their design is the ability for the shield to connect seamlessly with the wings, creating a full mm. vibranium bubble that Sam uses to protect that NYPD pilot on the bridge. So mm. he made a dome and then like they, they kind of tested it out in the lab to be like, well, will it, you know, wrap around the dome? Like how tall is it? And they had to find <laughs> another Wakanda who is as tall as Anthony Mackie and test it out and throw helicopters at him until they died. <laughs> until they knew that it was until safe. Until they knew that he's like, okay, scenario. no daylight between that shield and the wings. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, but I love that scene, uh, that that moment in the uh, oh, finale. It's, it's yeah. just like, oh man, that thing is durable vibranium if it's oh, taking yeah. a hit from yeah. a helicopter. <laughs> but, 
Oh, and speaking of vibranium, we don't really get any confirmation as to which parts of his suit are made of vibranium, but knowing that the mm. Wakandans built the suit, we have to assume that there must be some vibranium all over that XO7 elements of the suit. So the wings oh, yeah. are likely made of vibranium since they would need to be as strong as the shield in order for Sam to deflect them that way. We also uh, see these wings stab into concrete with ease. So it's safe to assume that they're made out of vibranium, I would say. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, sure. the Wakandans will be pretty stingy. They're like, we're going to spend all this time <laughs> building a suit, but it's, you know, we'll give you um, we'll give you a quarter's worth of vibranium in there. It's like, yeah, we're running out of vibranium, dog. I don't know what to say. Uh, we you only know, have a mountain of it. Sure, he's just Scrooge McDuck <laughs> swimming through right? a pool of vibranium uh, kamoyo beads. Right. <laughs> it feels good. It feels so good. It's like stress balls. It's the best. Right. It's just it's good on the skin. Now, we can also assume that the jetpack and the red wings are made of vibranium. Uh, and maybe even the shirt and pants of the uniform could be composed of that nano vibranium mesh, similar mm. to the Black Panther suits. But we just don't know how much is in yeah. there yet. But we had to talk about the star on the chest. So really yes. all of Captain America suit designs have that big old star in the middle of the chest. It's iconic and it certainly was not it. forgotten here. And good on the Wakandans for knowing that. Like the star is not really our image, uh, but we get that it's important to the Americans. So we'll, we'll throw it on. I bet if they just put like a big old panther on there like, hey, take it or leave it, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're going to be using the vibranium, uh, every bit of vibranium belongs to us. Sorry. Uh, yeah, right. we get our stamp on it. Like, I'm sure the Wakandan um, NASCAR driver has Panthers all over it. They're very good at right. branding. They're very good at it. That'd be so... Like, imagine if, like, they just put, like, you know, just a bunch of Wakandan, like, brands on the shield. Like, you're getting the free shields, but, like, you gotta throw some sponsors on there. Yeah. Like, Wakandan soap. Or, like, I don't know. Hydra soap ends up on there, too. How'd that get on here? What? <laughs> Hydra soap? <laughs> In Wakanda? <laughs> Oh, but also on the suit, there's the horizontal white stripes that radiate out from the star. They're similar to the stripes that we saw on the stealth version of the Cap mm. suit in Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Uh, but also a callback to the red horizontal stripes on Sam's previous Falcon suit that spread mm. out kind of like Wings did. But then if you move a little bit further down, you get these vertical ab stripes, uh, mm. which is what I've been working on in my fitness journey. And just getting <laughs> just like some natural abs, because it's still been horizontal lines that are just permanently etched into my gut from having rolls. <laughs> Even when I stand up straight, it's just those lines are still there. And they've been gradually fading, but some days they, they come back and I'm like, how do I just make these vertical lines? <laughs> they make you look slimmer if they're vertical. Not much luck as of yet. Uh, a couple weeks left. Um, but hey, the... man, I believe in you. You got this, homie. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, okay, but on the suit design, there are these vertical red and white stripes on the abdominal portion. There's a clear nod yes. to a few versions of the Captain America suit that we've seen before, from the cheesy fabric USO version of Captain America the First Avenger uh, during World War II, and then both in the Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron suits. But even really in Civil War, that suit has some washed-out red and white tummy stripes. But let's talk about the cowl. So this cowl was a really tricky thing to figure out mm. from the team who built it. Uh, so Sam's version of the Captain America suit does not have the traditional Captain America helmet. Um, yeah. I don't know why. Sam's cranium is every bit deserving of protection. As I mean, maybe he just he just likes the way his hair looks. He's like, you got to yeah. show it off. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, at my age, I could be balding, but I'm not. So just check it out. I, I got this cut. I'm not going to flatten this cut. Are you crazy? I mean, like, he's a bird-themed hero, so he's got to show off the nest. You know what That's I mean? That's the nest <laughs> on the top. Just birds nesting in his ears. Like, damn, I need that helmet. Get it out. 
But yeah, it does incorporate the cowl that we saw on Cap back in the first Avengers film. He also had kind of a cowl there. Uh, this mm. white cowl on Sam was actually a little bit of a pain in the ass on the production side. There was really no fabric that can just naturally cling to the face and maintain mm. its silhouette. Actually, in the uh, documentary that they had uh, come out on Disney+, Plus, the post-production guys talked about how they had to clean up just the gaps in the cowl. They do that cool, like, wipe effect where they show you, like, what it was before versus what it was after. You didn't even notice that <laughs> was an effect, did you, idiot? <laughs> but no, it looks super cool. Like, I went, like, I didn't really think about that, but, like, yeah, I don't think there is a material that would, like, stick like yeah. that. It's one thing that, like, comic book movies have always had trouble with. Back to the days of the Michael Keaton Batman. You know, there was that mm. solid piece of rubber that did not move. He could not turn his head. <laughs> and even in, like, Batman Begins, when Nolan took it over with Christian Bale, mm. like, he really could not move his head. And they had that joke in uh, The Dark Knight. It was like, you want to be able to turn your head. Be sure made backing out of the driveway easier. Basically, it was a whole complicated thing just to put the head piece on a separate... Um, you know, separate piece than the rest of the body. They had to come up with a whole, like, uh, collar rig to go around so that, like, they would be seamless, Jeez. but, like, he could still move his head around. Wow. It doesn't make sense in the real world. <laughs> None of this makes sense in the real world. But also, the we noticed how the thrusters, the how Red Wing kind of breaks off to become a thruster. It forms yeah. the shape of the letter A. Just like, yes. you know, America. I love that. It's a really good touch. I'm like, yeah. yes, you know what? In case I need help pushing something to look to the left, See an A, look to my right, see another A. I know I'm doing it for America, I got so a, I'm pushing. I got another America on my left. America's on my left, and I'm also right. on America's left. No matter which way I am, something to the left of me will be something connected to me. That's my favorite right. dumb Easter egg and all these things. Like he's noticed he's not to the left, so that's an Easter egg. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about the X-07 Falcon suit design elements that they brought in here. So that original X-07 Falcon suit was actually designed by Stark Industries. That's uh, mm. what Sam was wearing when he was Falcon. Um, actually, in a previous Bite Size question, we came to the conclusion that there had really only been two versions of the X-07 Falcon suit. The one that we saw in the Winter Soldier that was ultimately destroyed. And uh, mm. the new upgraded suit in the final scene in Age of Ultron and through Civil War and in Endgame and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, and we saw how that suit was starting to show its age as even Red Wing was needing constant maintenance. And apparently the Stark Industries warranty had just run out. Uh, <laughs> maybe because... Stark himself had just kind of faded out. You know, his warranty ran out, so, you know. Yeah. It yeah. happens. Good luck returning that. Uh, he was dead when I got him. <laughs> yeah. I just picture you joke trying to throw Tony's corpse into the ocean, but it keeps blowing back at him. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm rewatching the rest of the development right now. This is weird. It's weird. My brain is all over the place. But among these upgrades that the Wakandans gave the X-07 elements were, of course, the wings. As yes. I mentioned before, probably made out of vibranium. So hopefully they won't be so easy to tear off if you're an enraged super soldier who gets um, completely bogus redemption at the end of the series. This is a load of barnacles. <laughs> and Only like that specific scenario. I mean, yeah. most people won't do it, but yeah. most times most people won't. But every once in a while you're going to run into a John Walker. Maybe even John mm -hmm. Walker himself because he is just out, not in prison at all. Do whatever he wants to totally do. Totally fine. Just kill the dude. It's yep. totally fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All of these fans are starting to run like, like that. Good job. <laughs> Now, these wings appear to fold and retract in a similar fashion to past Falcon suits, and they can be used both offensively and defensively. Um, but let's also talk about the propulsion. 
That traditional orange thruster we saw in the XO7 jetpack has been replaced by a blue-colored propulsion mm. system, which I, I believe like it color. means if it's blue, it means it's burning hotter, I think is one thing I learned mm. at some point in an episode of Big Question. If it's blue, it means it's burning hotter. Okay. Ah. Some people working at Boeing it. are like, this guy's a freaking idiot. I have failed you. That's just science. Yes, yeah, science. If yeah. it's blue, that means it's hotter yeah. than, because it's usually supposed to be like yellow. And if it's blue, that means it's right. just different. That means it's a new level. Yeah. I mean, you see that with, with Super Saiyans. Mm -hmm. It was yellow. Uh -huh, uh -huh, and then yeah, Goku yeah. got the blue hair. That's just uh -huh. how it is. It's just science. I'm following you, uh -huh. Eric. That's I'm right. You're, we're on the same thing. Yeah, Zola, Zola. <laughs> Zola. <Okay. laughs> But either way, it, it could mean Sam is flying faster than ever before. So, you know, mm. it's pretty cool. Oh, um, it's worth pointing out, not a huge deal, but Sam finally has full sleeves that go all the way to his gloves. Uh, I don't think we've seen that before. It's always been a little short. It doesn't it doesn't go all the way down, you know, but he's got some sleeves. Because, you know, in the past when he's Falcon, he liked to, mm. he liked to play some suns out, guns out. But now he's just like, you know, I got some sleeves now. I got I upgraded to sleeves. Uh-huh. That's a big, <laughs> big step up. But also, I noticed in that last episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier that his flame still works underwater. Yeah. like, you can see the blue flame underwater. I'm like, is that normal? Is that... Is it's that... so hot. It is just vaporizing that water and it's steam. <laughs> it's just... So, uh -huh. It's because it's blue flame. That means it's uh, it's waterproof flame. It's waterproof flame, <laughs> yep. It's science. It's magnets! Yes. Yeah. And then coming back to Red Wing. So Red Wing already had some big upgrades that were demonstrated at the beginning of the mm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier that included some AI-enabled voice commands, as we saw in that yes. helicopter rescue. Sam didn't have to, like, control it from his, you know, beep, 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 beep. He could just say, like, hey, you idiot, go rescue that dude. <laughs> I mean, like, that's uh, really handy that he can just do it voice-activated because... He'd probably get into an accident if he did. Yeah, because... he, yeah, he's, yeah. You can't, you can't multitask that well when you're trying to weave through canyon walls and uh, also right. Batrock <laughs> randomly trying to kill you in a mission that was never really explained. But also among the upgrades, they had a little pulse laser and rockets added to Red Wing, which is new. I think it was mm. just kind of like a machine gun fire before uh, or sniper mm. fire. Um, but we have to assume that the Wakandans kept most of this tech in place, perhaps even improved it. Like, we do see Red Wing's laser slice through that Flag Smasher spider lock with ease, something that Bucky, you know, had to struggle with a little bit. But then Red Wing also uses its grapple to rescue that other helicopter pilot, perhaps utilizing an updated, more powerful grapple than the one Red Wing had used to snatch a precocious young Spider-Man back in Civil War, if we remember. Couldn't have done that earlier. I hate you. But one of the coolest features this Red Wing still has is the ability to split into multiple drones, if you look closely. Yes. So we saw Sam split Red Wing into multiple drones in Infinity War during the Battle of Wakanda, and we see it here uh, in the series when Sam stops the armored car full of GRC members from plummeting to doom. Sam's able to push the vehicle to safety with the help of two Red Wings. Perhaps a nod to how yes. Iron Man used that drone thrusters with his... Uh, with his armor and Spider-Man Homecoming. Just a fitting tribute to the original designer of the XS7 Falcon suit, Mr. Stark. Who's Mr. Tony Stark. Will not be accepted by the <laughs> return counter. Like, I know I said that the A's on the Red Wing's little mini Red Wing things on the side helping Captain America push the truck up stood for America, but mm -hmm. I think that they could just stand for IO because maybe <laughs> yeah. she's just like, you know what? I'm giving you a favor. So, like, these A's are for IO, and just uh -huh. so you remember me, that I hooked you up. So, yeah. 
Put respect on my name. And if you uh, look at the other designs, uh, so they form an A, and then like she, uh, Sam with his wings forms like a Y, and then Bucky watching it from below goes like, oh, like forming an O. Exactly. And if you zoom out even further, uh, <laughs> like two buildings are forming an M, and then there's an E over in a tree, and it all forms Mephisto, and then someone tweets exactly. it to me, and I just write in Mephisto under my muted words list because I'm tired of seeing your f***ing tweets about that. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Eric. Please. No, just let it's it, fine. Let, let it go, everybody. Very poor choice of words. <laughs> it's okay. Everyone it's was okay. wrong about Mephisto. Make Everyone your jokes. Was. Make your jokes. <laughs> I've seen what makes you cheer. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that, Eric. And we're going to continue with our bite-sized questions next. But first, a word from all the beautiful people that help make Big Question possible. Eric? Thanks, MT. Well, first, we want to thank our friends at Candid for sponsoring this episode. So you don't have to be unhappy with your smile, folks. Thousands of people have used Candid, the clear, comfortable, removable, and practically invisible aligners to help straighten their teeth. Just like our real customer, Cameron S. from Nashville, who used Candid to straighten their teeth ahead of a wedding and now cannot stop smiling. Your treatment is prescribed and closely monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist. So you'd get the same quality of care you'd get from an in-office orthodontist from the comfort and convenience of your home. With Candid, the same orthodontist who created your plan is with you from start to finish. The average Candid treatment is just six months, though you'll start seeing results way before then, and it costs thousands less than traditional braces. Become your best you. Start straightening your teeth today. Right now, you can save $75 on Candid Starter Kit. Go to candidco.com slash bigquestion and use the code bigquestion. That's candidco.com slash bigquestion, code bigquestion. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 off on your starter kit. Candidco.com slash bigquestion, code bigquestion. We also want to thank our friends at Imperfect Foods for sponsoring this episode. Every year, billions of pounds of food go to waste because it does not live up to the strict cosmetic standards of grocery stores. Well, Imperfect Foods is on a mission to reimagine the grocery store delivery for a kinder, less wasteful world. They deliver sustainable, affordable groceries, including produce, quality protein, and pantry staples straight to your door. All you have to do is sign up, create your flexible, personalized grocery plan, and then shop online each week and get affordable and sustainable groceries delivered directly to your door. With Imperfect Foods, grocery shopping fits seamlessly into your life and every week is a tasty adventure. Sign up with Imperfect Foods today to save time, save money, save food from going to waste. And right now, Imperfect Foods is offering our listeners 20% off plus free shipping on your first order when you go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code BIGQUESTION. Try Imperfect Foods now and for a limited time, Get 20% off plus free shipping on your first order. Go to imperfectfoods.com and use the code BIGQUESTION to sign up. That's 20% off plus free shipping at imperfectfoods.com. Offer code BIGQUESTION. All right, MT. Uh, I want to hear you answer some bite-sized questions. Now. All right. Okay, so what's the first bite-sized question of the day, Eric? Pharaohpie13 from Twitter asks, which celestial's head becomes nowhere in Guardians of the Galaxy? Wow. Okay, well, that's a really great question. And I know a thing or two about Guardians of the Galaxy. And so in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, we're introduced to Nowhere, a mining colony in the skull of a former celestial that is also the home of the Collector, everyone's favorite frosted man that likes to collect people. <laughs> Very uh -huh. rude person, but he's, he, he lives a life of luxury. Uh, Gamora describes Nowhere as the severed head of an ancient celestial being, but we're never actually given a name of who this being was. In the comics, Nowhere first appeared in 2008 in Nova Volume 4, Number 8. 
And the writers of that comic, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, were asked about where they came up with the idea of the decapitated head. And they said the severed celestial head was, I think, something that popped out of Andy's mind one day. Similarly, one morning I said, what about a talking Russian dog? And we run these things and develop them together. It's hard to pin down where exactly they originate. Um, which is really fun. I really like that part of the creative process. Like it yeah, must have been so, so much cool of, yeah. to see like yeah. their weird creations on the big screen in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Like, yeah, so much of Abnet and Landing's work in that Guardians <laughs> reboot was exactly that kind of thing. It was just like, oh, what if you know Rocket was like this? What if Groot was like this? Right. Was, and that's what makes it so great. And clearly, James Gunn ran with that. In the movie. Oh yeah, James Gunn loves that shit. Oh my yeah. god. I like people that value weird shit. I'm gonna make some weird shit. Later comics gave a backstory to Nowhere that involved the dark god Null using a symbiotic sword to decapitate a celestial at the beginning of the universe. And Null would go on to use this floating head as a base where he refined his symbiotic sword into the all-black Necro Sword. A sword that is actually used by Gore the God Butcher, if I'm not mistaken. That's right, Christian Bale's gonna be carrying <laughs> that bad boy yes. around, fighting Thor in Love and Thunder. So, hey, maybe Christian Bale's Gore decapitated nowhere in the MCU. Who knows? That maybe that's some... how they'll do it. Yeah, well, yeah, that'd be a cool tie-in if they just simplify it that way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we're gonna see Null in an upcoming project, but I feel like with Gore um, coming up in, in Thor 4, it, it would be more 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 likely to see that uh, necro sword, um, yeah, and maybe a uh, chopping off of a celestial head in uh, Thor four. So, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see whether or not we see Null in an upcoming project, and all that gets confirmed. But yeah, that's that's nowhere in a nutshell. Well answered question, MT. And I believe there's been some theory saying that that skull might be the brain that Ego floated out of, but James Gunn has debunked that theory, as oh, yeah. he has many of our theories over the years. <laughs> yeah, it definitely cannot be those two. Those are two separate beings. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, another question uh, yes. that I want you to answer, MT, from uh, Martin on Twitter, who asks, besides Wonder Woman's Lasso of Truth, are there other enchanted lassos in the DC universe? Oh, okay, Martin. That's a really good question. Let's talk about lassos. Let's talk about lassos. You want to talk about lassos, Mark? Let's talk about lassos, okay? Because we're all <laughs> familiar with Wonder Woman's lasso of Hestia, better known as the Lasso of Truth. It's a 150-foot-long uh -huh. golden weapon made from Aphrodite's magical waist belt that forces anyone it captures to obey and speak the truth. But it's not the only enchanted lasso in the DC universe. One such magical rope is the Lasso of Persuasion, used by Wonder Girl, aka Donna Troy. Unlike the Lasso of Truth, the Lasso of Persuasion is made, is made of silver, and while it still has the power to make its captive do as the wielder compels them, it only works on those with less willpower than the wielder. And much like the oh. Lasso of Truth, the Lasso of Persuasion is indestructible, which is, even though it's not gold, it ain't gonna break. It ain't going to ain't gonna, ain't gonna break as easy, you know what I'm saying? I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but there also exists the Lasso of Lightning, used by Cassandra Sandsmark when she was Wonder Girl. Uh, the Lasso of Lightning is a golden lariat created by Ares, the god of war. Um, this enchanted lasso is capable of utilizing electrical currents by harnessing the power of the Zeus's lightning itself. It's super cool. I don't have anything that can do that, so I'm quite yeah. jealous. But it can also compel its captives to experience intense rage, depending on how angry the wielder of the lasso currently is, which is super scary, but cool. But it cannot compel people to tell the truth, but it is also indestructible, which is a great perk for any lasso. But we should also mention um, a oddly named lasso, 
uh, called The Lasso of Submission, uh, which yeah. I feel Hell like yeah. you could probably get out of your local, uh, you know, nice. adult-themed store. But we won't get into that. But, like, this Lasso of Submission oh, yeah. came from um, evil Lois Lane, um, Superwoman from Earth 3, and one of the multiverses created after Flashpoint. The Lasso of Submission can force the person it ensnares to obey commands and even fall in love, which is... Not cool. You shouldn't use a lasso to make someone fall in love with you. But, I mean, uh, you bind me up in the lasso of, uh, <laughs> of the lasso submission. I'm already going to fall in love, right? Oh, like, Just okay. from the name alone. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, man. If someone used the lasso, like, I, I don't think I would, anyone would need to use this lasso submission on me because I just love everyone. I'm not, I'm not talking about that kind of love, MT. Oh. I'm talking about dirty, oh. stanky, oh, dirty, nasty stanky love. love. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Some people don't call that love. I call it love. I mean, that's making love, Eric. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, yeah, why would you make something that it ain't is? Exactly. Can we just say that all DC lassos are weirdly (laughs) based on bondage, based off of the original Wonder Woman creator who's admittedly into bondage himself? Yeah. It's weird how that's still a thing that has carried on throughout the years. And that's how it started. That's part of it. Hey, I'm not going to kink shame. Hey, if you're into bondage, go ahead Get totally locked up. Hey, Genie was locked up in Aladdin, and he's my favorite character in that movie. So, hey, it's totally fine. Um, I don't know why I just equated BDSM <laughs> to you with the movie Aladdin, but that's what I did. Continuing on, um, and of course, uh, Wonder Woman eventually obtains this lasso and renames it the Golden Promise because the lasso submission is a terrible, it's terrible branding. And I don't think that... Uh, Go back to the old it. name. No, you bring back that submission. <laughs> That is our bite size questions of the day. And I am a child for reacting the way I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. And so now we are going to move on to my favorite section of every big question the box of scraps. 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 Empty. Stay with us. But today's box of scraps question is if you were the head of Marvel Studios for a day, what film would you greenlight that has not been made yet? I love this question because really anything we pitch will probably be made at some point. You yeah, know, if you want most likely. Whatever, whether it's, you know, you want a, a certain Deadpool sequel or if you want a Blue Marvel movie, they're going to make that movie. They'll get around to it eventually. For sure. So I'm, uh, if it were me, I would uh, go back to a movie and just like um, do uh, make another movie that would never get made and pour $300 million into it. <laughs> I want them to uh, redo, like not do a canonically rewrite of Endgame because I love Endgame, but I mm. want to see like an Endgame 1.5 story where it's just like every other failed time heist mission oh. that they went on that we just didn't see. Like, I want to see all these other attempts where they tried to go back, uh, and it was just, like, too bonkers, too insane. Like, they go to the Collector's Vault on Nowhere, because at one point the Reality Stone and the Power Stone were there at the same time, briefly, for, like, half an hour. Yeah. Uh, and then just some madness there, like, Cosmo the dog chases them around <laughs> and then bites, bites Thor's nuts off or something crazy. Uh I want to see them go back to the first Iron Man uh, or go back to the first Captain America and uh, jump on the plane with Steve Rogers when he's fighting Red Skull and just like uh, fumble the the, the freaking Tesseract around. Um, I want to see a fight where like uh, different eras of Red Skull fight each other as they're flying through the Bifrost. Oh my God, that would be so bonkers, man. I'm into it. 
I'm and so then as, yeah, MT and I were talking about recently <laughs> how like we want to see someone use that whole uh, the quantum tunnel device in Endgame just to like explore the alternate timelines. <laughs> just at all. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Here I go. Right. We're gonna see like twelve to fifteen different uh, one-off stories of different people trying to go. It on would be so much fun. I would love lines. that. <laughs> they'll never make it. They'll never make that movie. Yo, the closest I, they'll get is What If or Loki, which will be great in their own ways, but not this story. Oh That's my god! See, we're missing out. We need we need a window. We need our own windows to the multiverse so we can watch. Yes. This beautiful movie yeah. that you just pitched because I'm all about it. Uh-huh. That sounds so great. Uh-huh. What about you, MT? What's your dream movie? <sighs> I mean, I feel like I have a zillion dream movies. Um, I guess I'm just going to go with the one that's been in my mind more recently because I really want to make a weird world film. Um, mm. of, like, eventually. I think, because, like, a lot of people don't know the property Weird World. Marvel doesn't really talk about it. But I remember when I first started reading comics, like, around the time when uh, that Secret Wars event from, like, 2015 came out. Um, a little bit after that, they released this um, battle... Um, uh, this. Uh, Weird world, weird world eh, comic um and it's just basically just it's a wild like world where like it's it's fantasy but like there's crazy elements like you're slaying a dragon in a ferrari with a sword and like just crazy like it's it's crazy stuff from like the multiverse is just crammed into this nonsensical world and i think that there's a really unique opportunity to potentially do like a maybe like a a disney ready player one type scenario because like ah. Disney owns so many different properties. Yeah, they own everything now. So like they you could just shove everything and just be like, this is just weird elements from the multiverse into this one weird world. And like I'm just picturing like, you know, the the main character of the series that I read of, of, of Weird World, uh Galetta, the Wizard Slayer. Um, she is super, super awesome. And I was like, hey, imagine if she had like Luke Luke Skywalker's lightsaber and she was on Aladdin's magic carpet and she was slaying, like going to fight Maleficent. Like just that That's type of nuts. stuff. It's just yeah. Disney I stuff in that. one world and just like going crazy. And they can do that considering that Multiverse of Madness is coming up and they're in- sure. introducing the the concept of the multiverse. Yeah. And I just, I just like weird stuff in general. So, like, even if they don't go the Disney route, like, just throw a bunch of multiverse stuff in one world and just go have a, crazy. Like, I don't know, a person from our world go there and just have this adventure. I think it'd be really cool. In I would love to see that movie. That sounds amazing. Uh, <laughs> let's you, both friend. become heads of Marvel Studio at some point. And you know then, what? Uh, make We're going to do it. You know, we'll just, we'll, Kevin Feige will respond to our letters one of these days. You know? I imagine one of these days. He's ha- he, has to. he has to. Or we will steal his hats exactly uh we'll take your hats ransom but that is it for this episode of big question i want to thank eric for joining me this episode it is always awesome talking to you you are literally one of the best people ever um on this planet so thank you um you can follow him at ea voss because he is on the twitters and everywhere else because he's just amazing and he just tweets and just posts cool things and you can follow me at Mastertainment. But more importantly, you can follow new rock stars wherever we are on the internet, especially on YouTube. Make sure to click that notification bell to get all of our notifications because it is very important because we post some really great stuff. So don't miss out. And also don't forget to go to our newrockstarsmerch.com um, to buy all our cool merch because we have the best shirts ever. Look, Eric's wearing his I am Eric Voss shirt right now. So I need to get one of those because it would be hilarious. <laughs> It wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't make any fine. sense, but yeah. I would love to wear it. I'm just going to wear it yeah. to sleep and be like, yes, you're with me, Eric. So we can be, <laughs> that's really creepy. I'm so sorry I said that. Anyway, that's not true. Okay. 
Um, anyway, thank you guys so much for watching and stay safe, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>